Hello, podcast friends. I'm Laura Adams, your host and personal finance author, speaker, and consumer advocate who's been producing this show since 2008. My mission here is to give you knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best way possible and create a richer life, even in the face of the uncertainty that we're all feeling about the current global health disaster. I want to thank you so much for downloading the show and being a part of the Money Girl community. I've received so many questions from readers and podcast listeners about how recent coronavirus legislation affects their finances, and more importantly and specifically, their retirement accounts. So that's what we're going to cover today. Uh, I'll start out with several questions that I've received that you all may be wondering yourselves. Shannon B. says, I read that due to COVID-19, the 10% penalty for withdrawing from retirement accounts will be waived. I'm wondering if this includes IRAs. And since I'm financially affected by the pandemic, would you recommend that I withdraw funds from my Roth IRA, which has $2,500 to pay bills? I got another question from Joyce who says, is the government letting retirees not take an RMD, which stands for Required Minimum Distribution, in 2020 due to the stock market debacle? And Jessica T. says, I'm 26 years old and started a new job this January, but I don't qualify for the 401k until I've been employed for a year. I was planning on starting a Roth IRA and possibly an investment account, but then the market became unstable due to COVID-19. When would be a good time to start investing in those accounts? Thanks so much for your questions, Shannon, Joyce, and Jessica. It's really important to understand how new legislation relaxes retirement account rules, plus the benefits of continuing to make retirement contributions if you can. You're going to find the notes for today's show and the complete archive of podcasts in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 632 called How the COVID-19 CARES Act Affects Your Retirement. Life has been changing quickly, as you all know, and it seems like each week there's a new policy response to deal with the spreading coronavirus. So I'm going to start off with a very quick summary of the three bills that Congress has passed to help Americans cope with the economic fallout of COVID-19. First, we had the Coronavirus Preparedness and Response Supplemental Appropriations Act. It became law on March 6th and authorized funding for certain activities, including healthcare research and domestic and international response efforts. Then we had the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. That became law on March 18th. It expanded benefits for workers, including paid sick and family leave, unemployment insurance, and protections for those in the healthcare workforce. And the most recent legislation is the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, known as the CARES Act. That became law on March 27th as the largest stimulus legislation in American history since the New Deal in the 1930s. It provides a wide variety of relief for individuals and businesses, including funds for various loans and grants, stimulus payments for taxpayers, suspension of payments and interest on federal student loans, and provisions that make it easier to access retirement funds. 
That summary for those three laws is just the tip of the iceberg on what they provide. So in this post, I'm going to focus solely on five ways the CARES Act affects your retirement account, and I'm going to answer those questions that I previously read for you. All right, so let's get into the five ways that the CARES Act affects your retirement. Number one, early withdrawal penalties are waived. So with most retirement accounts, they impose a 10% early withdrawal penalty if you tap them for any reason before reaching the official retirement age of 59 and a half. Well, under the CARES Act now, if you have a coronavirus-related hardship, this 10% penalty will not apply. It will be waived. Let me give you an example. Let's say you, a spouse, or a child are diagnosed with COVID-19, or you have financial challenges because you were laid off, quarantined, you've got reduced work hours, or you had to close a business, you qualify for this exemption. So it's going to qualify most everybody out there for this exemption. The CARES Act says that you can withdraw up to $100,000 of your retirement account balance during 2020 without having to pay an early withdrawal penalty. Now, income taxes on that withdrawal would still be due in most cases. However, the CARES Act does give you a way to skip them, which I'm going to review next. But the no penalty rule applies to workplace retirement plans, such as your 401k or your 403b. And getting back to Shannon's question, it does also apply to IRAs. So that includes a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, and if you're self-employed and you have a SEP IRA, that would apply as well. But whether you should tap the account is another issue, which we're going to cover in a moment. I want to remind you that you make contributions to a Roth plan at work or a Roth IRA on an after-tax basis. So that means that you can always tap your original contributions, and that was the case even before the CARES Act. But the earnings in the account would be subject to income tax if you withdraw that portion of your balance. So the income tax is only going to apply on any balances in your retirement accounts that were not previously taxed. So if you've got an IRA or a SEP IRA, remember that you're in charge of making deposits and withdrawals. So to tap it, what you want to do is to contact your account administrator or use your online account to submit a withdrawal request. Now, if you're employed and you've got a retirement plan, your company's human resource department or your benefits administrator would determine if you meet the criteria and process your hardship request. But as I mentioned, it's going to apply to most people. Your employer would primarily rely on you to certify that you have been financially harmed by the coronavirus and therefore qualify to have the early withdrawal penalty waived. And if you've lost your job, but you still have that retirement account with your old employer, you can either contact your old benefits administrator or you can go directly to your account custodian to find out what your options are. All right, the second way the CARES Act affects your retirement is that tax on withdrawals is delayed. 
So while you typically have to pay income tax on any retirement account withdrawal that wasn't previously taxed, the good news is that you can delay or avoid tax altogether due to the new legislation. So here are the options that you have under the CARES Act for retirement withdrawals made in 2020. The first is that you can simply repay the hardship distribution. If you do that within three years, you can avoid tax on that distribution. So you can replace the funds either slowly, like a little bit each month, or all at once if you've got a lump sum that you can pay back. If you do that, there is no change to your annual contribution limit. So you can still fund it up to the maximum amount while you pay back that distribution to your account. That's definitely the best option if you have to tap your retirement account. So in other words, if you take money out, but you put it back in within three years, it's like you never took a distribution. You won't have the early withdrawal penalty and you will not have to pay any income taxes, even on a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA. And the second option you have is to pay taxes on the hardship distribution from your retirement account, but to pay it evenly over three years. So you kind of spread it out. You pay a third for three years. This is going to be your situation if you take a distribution, but you can't pay back that distribution. You can't get it back in the account by three years. You can at least ease the tax burden by paying one third of your tax liability for three years. And again, remember that tapping your original contributions in a Roth retirement account never triggers an income tax liability. So if you have both a traditional and a Roth retirement account and you're kind of trying to choose which one to tap first, you're going to be better off making early withdrawals from a Roth account first. All right, the third way the CARES Act affects your retirement is that retirement plan loans are expanded. So some workplace retirement plans, such as 401ks and 403bs, permit you to take a loan from yourself. Typically, you can borrow 50% of your vested account balance up to $50,000 and then repay it with interest over five years. For a retirement plan that you have that does allow a loan, the CARES Act doubles the limit up to 100% of your vested balance in the plan up to $100,000. This applies to loans you take from your account within 180 days of the law or until about late September 2020. So for any coronavirus-related financial needs, you're going to have really until about mid to late September to take advantage of a loan from your retirement account. And the repayment period for a retirement plan loan is typically five years, but due to the new legislation, you can delay making payments for up to one year. So let me give you an example. Let's say you've got $20,000 vested in your 401k. You could take a $20,000 loan on June 1, 2020 and delay repayments until June 1, 2021. So you wouldn't have to make any payments for a year. Then you would have to start making payments that are stretched out over five years and would end on June 1, 2026. And any amount not repaid by the deadline would be subject to tax and a 10% early withdrawal penalty. If you're considering taking a loan from your workplace retirement plan, really compare it to your options for taking a hardship withdrawal. The hardship withdrawal right now may be better for you because you don't have to pay it back with interest and you've got a 
little bit more flexibility. Definitely be clear about what the interest rate is that you would pay back. I mean, you're paying it back to your own retirement account. So, you know, that's good. But also be clear about what would happen if you got laid off due to the coronavirus or any other reason. Also, try to keep contributing to your plan while you pay back a loan so that you can continue getting any free matching funds offered by your employer and building your balance back up. Also note, you cannot take a loan from an individual retirement account, such as a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, or a SEP IRA. They just don't allow for loans, but you can do hardship withdrawals from those types of accounts. Individual accounts only allow those hardship distributions. So remember that a loan would be only something that you can get through a workplace plan if it is allowed. Okay, the fourth way that the CARES Act has changed retirement is that RMDs are waived. So this is another significant change, and it applies to RMDs, which I mentioned are required minimum distributions. These apply to certain retirement plans and IRAs. They are annual withdrawals that you have to begin taking from traditional retirement accounts once you reach age 72. And the reason you're required to do that is because with traditional retirement accounts, you don't pay tax on those contributions up front. So you have to finally pay tax on those withdrawn balances that were not previously taxed at some point. And the government says at age 72, that's the point where you have to begin taking money out and paying tax on it. Well, Joyce asked about RMDs. She wanted to know if this year they were waived. And the answer is yes, Joyce, you can skip it for 2020 if you wish. It may be a good idea if you can afford not to take a retirement account distribution this year, you would avoid the tax and help make your savings last longer. Now, if you already took this year's distribution, let's say back in January, it may not be reversible. You may be kind of stuck with that withdrawal. However, if you took it in February or March, it may be reversible. So if you want to pay that distribution back and kind of pretend like it didn't happen, check with your account custodian to see what's possible. Again, if you took it in February and March, there may be some leeway there. But if you took it in January, it's likely that it is not reversible. So again, if you don't need that money and you want to reverse it, check out, see what's possible with your particular retirement plan. And lastly, number five, you have more time for IRA contributions. And this is something that I reviewed in last week's podcast. The CARES Act postpones the 2019 tax filing deadline from April 15, 2020 to July 15, 2020. That means you also have until July 15 to make IRA contributions for last year, for 2019. And many people have asked me if it is still worthwhile to put money into their retirement accounts for last year or for this year. Jessica asked whether she should start a Roth IRA amid so much volatility in the financial markets. Jessica, the answer is absolutely, positively yes. If you can keep up your contributions to a workplace retirement plan, an IRA, or a retirement account for the self-employed, 
You should. You should even increase your contributions right now if possible. Purchasing investments when the price goes down means you are going to make money when the price eventually goes back up. And when the market is down, your retirement contributions have the potential for higher than normal growth. So I would challenge you to max out one or more retirement accounts when you can. For 2020, the contribution limit for a workplace plan is $19,500 or $26,000 if you're over age 50. For an IRA, you can max out at $6,000 or $7,000 if you're over age 50. And those limits for an IRA also apply for last year, for 2019, if you can, you know, make those contributions for 2019 as well. As I mentioned, you can do that up to July 15. So if Jessica maxes out a Roth IRA and she's still got more money to invest, she could put her money in a regular taxable brokerage account. And a wise strategy is to choose one or more diversified funds and make regular contributions to these accounts over time. That's known as dollar cost averaging. For instance, let's say you contribute $500 per month for a year. That would allow you to max out an IRA. And as I mentioned, when investment fund prices are low, your $500 is going to buy a lot more shares, but it's going to buy fewer shares when prices go up. And the idea with dollar cost averaging is that over time, your investment return is smoothed out. Sometimes prices are high, sometimes prices are low. When you're investing consistently a fixed amount over time, what you end up with is a smoothed out average return. And that return is going to be determined by the overall trend in the market. And historically, that overall trend has gone up over time. And so this is how you build wealth with investments in the stock market over time, even when they're volatile. And since Jessica is just 26 years old, she's got plenty of time to build a significant nest egg. And I would recommend that the majority of her investments be in stock funds or in a target date fund that allocates automatically for her over time. Stock and stock funds are the riskiest types of investments, as you all probably realize, but they give you the highest potential returns. The ideal investment allocation really depends on your age and how far away from retirement you are. When you are young, you want to be reasonably aggressive and you want to get more conservative as you get closer to retirement. And this is true whether you're investing through a tax advantage retirement account or using a taxable regular brokerage account. While the CARES Act gives you much more flexibility to tap a retirement account, please remember that the point of these accounts is to invest money for the long term and to create security for the future. So I recommend dipping into your retirement account only as a very last resort. Taking money from your retirement savings before retirement makes it much more difficult or even impossible for your investments to grow. But These are extremely trying times for millions of Americans and families. If you've exhausted all your options, including getting unemployment, negotiating with your creditors, selling off any assets, taking loans from family or friends who can spare the money, and getting business aid if you're self-employed, if you've exhausted all these options and your financial situation remains dire, these new rules make it a little less expensive to tap your retirement fund. 
Thanks again to Shannon, Joyce, and Jessica for submitting questions, and also to the members of my Dominate Your Dollars Facebook group. That is an amazing group of people who are asking terrific questions, helping each other out, and really forming community. If that's something that you'd like to be a part of, you can send me a text message. Just text the word dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444, or you can search for Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook. We'd love to have you in the group. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are released every Wednesday, and when you're subscribed to the show, you'll get them automatically for free. So be sure to hit the subscribe button in the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. Dirty